Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonnerfied Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. We call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear the heart of God by way of the man of God. And of course, we're talking with Pastor Heart Ramsey. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? I'm good, Gerard. How are you doing? I am doing well. So we have just been kind of hitting a bunch of heavy things lately. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least, people, yeah. You know, right? And the people are responding. And so we figured, oh, since we're in heavy land, let's stay heavy, shall we? Um, so, you know, a lot happened certainly in the first half of 2019. Um, but there was a consistent conversation that's actually been going on for many, many years, but it really kind of surfaced in a special way in the month of June, uh, right around uh, the holiday called Juneteenth uh, on Capitol Hill. There was uh, a whole law or not a law, but a bill that was being presented called H.R. 40, which ultimately is designed to talk about reparations. Um, the conversation of reparations certainly is not new um, here in the United States, we've heard it as a concept and uh, going all the way back to 1989, um, it was introduced as a, a potential bill or something to investigate by um, Representative John Conyers. And uh, he introduced it every year until his retirement in 2017. And really nothing was done. But this year uh, there was a whole hearing. Uh, it was televised. A lot of people got behind it. Talk about the potential of reparations. In other words, some degree of payment from the government um, to African-Americans to account and a lot for uh, what many are calling America's first sin or original sin, slavery. Let me get your thoughts. What do you think about this conversation uh, regarding reparations? Well, I, I want to begin by saying that if you study um, the end of the Civil War, when the North won, mm -hmm. um, one of the one of the reasons that Abraham Lincoln was killed, uh, I don't know that they don't, they, you know people that write the history books put in the history books what they want you to know. And they, right. they, they kind of uh, leave out what they don't want you to know. So you didn't learn this in high school, but I'm about to tell you now. Mm -hmm. the, the main reason that Abraham Lincoln was killed, was assassinated, was not because uh, it, was, it wasn't because um, of the Civil War or, or because he was uh, uh, um, for the abolition of slavery. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason was he was trying to, he, first of all, the slaves were released, but he was trying to uh, make it where the slaves were given property. Wow. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Um, so, so, so if a family of slaves were on a plantation, the, the, sla the, uh, the plantation owner um, had to give them a portion of the land, and some plantation owners were actually losing their plantation to the slaves. Wow. Oh, wow. And that's where, that's where it became un it was unbearable. And so, um, matter of fact, a lot of the people, a lot of this, it was already in progress. A lot of people were uh, being given 
a lot of the, uh, the freed slaves were being given the property that, that the federal government said was due to them based on years and generations of work. Wow. They had already worked for the land. So wow. um, um, they were given land to farm or whatever. This was their land. They are going to make their money from it. And so after Abraham Lincoln was killed, the president that came in after him um, oh, wow. um, revoked that law and forced the slaves to give the property back to the slave owners they got it from. Wow. And, and the slave owners who lost slaves, ready for this? They were paid reparations. Get out of here. The first, go back and look at it. The first people in the history of the United States, I, and, I, and I may be wrong about the, the, um, the, the timing of this, but I, I'm willing to wager that, the, that slave owners who lost their slaves got reparations even before the American Indians did. Wow. So, so to, to, to speak briefly and quickly to the issue of reparations, I think reparations are in order. We will not be the first country in the, in the world to pay reparations. The Germans paid reparations um, to the Jews. Um, 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 the American, the Native Americans were paid uh, uh, some forms of reparations. Matter of fact, they, that's where the, the reservations come from, and that's where mm. that, there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot to be to be learned. I'm not an authority on this, and, and mm. I've, I've kept up with this just for the sake of, of knowledge. I've not uh, been thoroughly uh, invested in it, but I will say this: um, I think the law is fair, and I think. But now I want to add this, Gerard. I think that the people who are actually um, presenting the case for reparations need to give more background. Okay. Because the fact that you heard about this H.R. 40, but you never heard of the, uh, of the fact that the slave owners after the uh, Civil War received reparations, that tells me that, that, that um, they're not telling the whole story. Right. Um, and, and this is what you need to know. You, uh, uh, all of us need to know. I did a, a thorough uh, expose on this when we had a, uh, I don't know if you remember, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, I had a, um, a unity uh, uh, service or session with, with Pastor Phil Muncy in my yes. Montgomery campus. Um, right. uh, uh, when we were having um, the part of it, Phil was going to come and he's going to teach like what the Bible talks about, unity in the middle water of partition being broken down. And my part was to give the history of why we were at this place of such division in the United States. And when I got okay. finished presenting my case for 45 minutes, the, the number one thing I heard from senior pastors who were there was, I've never heard this information before. And my question to them was, why? It's in the encyclopedia. It's in mm -hmm. every single encyclopedia. It's, you could Google it, it's online. Right. But a lot of people didn't know this story. And it was bad blood between the freed slaves and the American and the federal government because they, they, they um, um, they, in essence, the North won the Civil War to free slaves, but the South pressed their hand enough where the, the plight of black people never changed. And with all the successive rules that were put in place or laws that were put in place to, to make sure that black people remained in a position not much better than they were as slaves. That's what brings us to the place today where the African-American community is where it is today. This, wow. this didn't happen by, by, by happenstance. It was planned from redlining sure. to city management to, to um, all of the rulings that they put in place, all the laws they put in place were designed to keep the African-American community down. I'm not saying this as some activist. I'm saying this as a realist. It's in the, it's right. in the history books. Yeah.
Yeah, it, it's a pretty serious uh, situation in terms of just all of it. And certainly the United States is not uh, foreign to actually paying out reparations to right. people groups and the like um you know there are a number of of instances uh where this happened uh several times to varying indian groups uh in 1956 the pawnees right. were awarded more than a million dollars uh, on a suit uh brought before the indian claims commission for land taken from them in iowa and kansas and missouri that's 1956 um 1962 georgia restored many uh Marks, a newspaper plant and other buildings uh, and it repeats so th there are several instances where this has happened um, but it has not seemingly happened uh, to uh, those who were impacted by slavery uh, it's even happened uh, where reparations were paid to Japanese Americans right um, for what happened uh, during World War II like the determined camps yeah yeah yeah, and uh, several other people groups. So why why do we think that uh, several other groups have benefited from reparations? Um, as I mentioned, there uh, you know they've even uh, paid uh, reparations to the victims of the Tuskegee experiment. Um, that has happened. Uh, all sorts of things. But why is the idea of reparations for slavery? not being received and i mean this has been something that has been uh, in legislation since 1989 but this hearing that happened last month um it's the first time in a decade that there's been a formal hearing on it why what's 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 the problem well th there's a couple problems number one is and i love this one in order for the government to to actually seriously entertain reparations they will have to admit that the United States of America became a superpower because of the free labor of African slaves. Mm -hmm. the, the lie that's being told in white America is that this, you know, if you, this is, there's a series on one of these channels, I think the history channel called the men that built America. Wow. And they have Carnegie and all these people on there and, and they, they just call them the geniuses behind America. And they, they, they were geniuses. They came up with ideas. But the bottom line is um, if you have people working for you, I'm going to give you a, a, a mind blowing fact. And, and NCC, my church is not a, a huge church. We are considered in Alabama to be a mega church, but around the nation, we're just a regular church. OK, okay. Um, my staff budget a year is one point one million dollars. Wow. Okay, now listen to this. That's my staff budget. That includes staff and insurance that we have to pay and the taxes we have to pay, workman comp and all that. It's a $1.1 million. Okay, do you know if I could force my staff to work for nothing, we just save $1.1 million. You know what we could do with that extra money? Mm, and that's what that, right that's what America was able to do for all these years America didn't have to have to pay an entire people group if you if your skin was a certain color America was not required to pay you for labor but the but the work that you did generated income for them mm. it, it wasn't just on a national level it was their families right now that are wealthy because they had slaves
Right. And in order for them to agree to reparations, they also have to agree that they got their wealth. We're going to give you back some of what we made off your backs. But a lot of them are too proud to acknowledge that they got, especially in the South, that they got their wealth. The wealth did not come from their uh, their ancestor being this genius and, and having this wonderful idea and being so creative and being so uh, uh, um, business savvy. And, you know, um, no, it came from the fact that you had free labor. And that's where it begins. It begins by the admission. Now, watch this. We have forced them into a corner. Even Mitch O'Connell had to admit that it was America's original sin. And it's good to give it the broad definition of original sin. But now define it. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees, Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. So speaking of Mitch McConnell, glad that you said Mitch that. McConnell, uh, McConnell, I, I don't even like the I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I just don't like the guy. That, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good that you mentioned him, though, because not everybody uh, is a fan of reparations or even sees the need for it. Right. And uh, McConnell, being the uh, Senate majority leader, he said, quote, that I don't think that reparations for something that happened 150 years ago, for whom none of us currently living are responsible, Idiot. is a good idea. <laughs> Uh, He goes on to say, we tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing landmark civil rights legislation. We elected an African-American president. And his thought is that all of that allots for uh, what happened in slavery. Now, we should mention that McConnell uh, intentionally made it his mission and said so that he was going to make Obama a one-term president and attempt to block any legislation that he put through, and he was unsuccessful. But he certainly held on to, to that. What do we? But but he's not the only one who feels like reparations aren't necessary. There are African Americans who even testified uh, at this hearing and said that it's not necessary. It's stupid. Um, they have said uh, even that you know, hey, if you just work hard, uh, you can overcome these types of things. 
um, a, a freelance writer by the name of Coleman Hughes. Uh, he said that people who are owed for slavery are no longer here. Um, and then former NFL player Burgess Owens, uh, he argued that it was possible to achieve the American dream through hard work. Uh, and he also said that illegal immigration hurts our race. Here's the question. Um, if reparations were to happen, how should they happen? I mean, because there are people who make the point that the people who were enslaved are no longer here. So who would get what what should this look like? I mean, should it be a payment? Should it be a class? Who gets the payment? How do you determine that? What should this look like? Okay, that's a good question. So let's let's look at it like from this perspective, okay? Wealth is not wealth until the third generation. Ooh. The term old money old money means that it was passed down someone made the money stored it up bequeathed the money to their descendants and then the money kept making money kept making money until it's called wealth now you know yeah. you're wealthy when you have a dumb descendant remember when paris hilton was just peeing away her uh, um inheritance but it, yes. it's so deep that she couldn't even she was making the dumbest decisions but it, it um it was so deep that she couldn't even um finish it so to speak she, she didn't dent it because it was so much right. of it so my question you're saying that no one is alive that w that was affected by slavery back then no but their descendants are yeah and 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 if and wealth builds once it gets to the third generation if it's handled properly from the third generation on it keeps building uh, um i'm talking it's building like uh exponentially and so it, it gets it gets greater 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 while the people who were slaves are fighting laws and rules that, that keeps hemming us in and trying to keep us where we were so the nation can keep making the money it made while the wealth is growing more and more. For a black person to say that it didn't make a difference, they don't understand. That, that it's the product of not even knowing your family tree. Wow. That's the whole thing. And it angers me that a black person would even think that or, or that someone could pay them to say that because the bottom line is they're only saying it because they're not struggling. Because somehow right. they were given a leg up because maybe something something in their ancestry uh, allowed for their ancestors to to get to get a, a, a foot in the door or whatever. But what about the rest of the people who've been living like like animals in, in, in these um, pre-plotted zones that they call ghettos? Mm. Um. Um. Uh, you knew, do you know why ghettos are on the other side of the railroad track? That's not. A, that's not a, a, a coincidence. The ghettos are there because the powers that be decided when they are uh, in their city management or city planning schools that if the if the wealthy people are going to be responsible for the goods coming into the city by way of the airport or railroads, then why should they have to suffer through the noise of it? Let's put it over there on the, oh. on the side of town where the people who are not contributing anything to society have to put up with the noise of what the of the good our money is going to bring to the to the city. That's where it came from. Wow. That's why the ghettos are around the loud uh, railroads are around, around the loud airports. That's why they do that. Did you know that? Wow. I did not know that. No, I, I did a study some years ago uh, called, called um, Poverty in America Living in the 51st State. It was an 18-page outline that I, t I preached to my church. Wow. And, and, and it's, it's, it, that, that person will sit up there and say, a black person? This infuriating to me because they don't understand the history of this. There's no way, and I'm going to tell you what reparations should look like. Number one. I believe that every black child that was who, who whose history could be tra traced in America, um, uh, back to 
beyond the civil rights movement, this should be given a free college education to begin Ooh. with. To begin yeah. with, that sh- that is that should there should it should not be traceable, or or where it could where someone could look at it and say, well, well, you went to school on a free college education as opposed to the, the white person who paid for their kid to get into Harvard. There should be no difference between it. The oh. only difference should be how you do in school, but it should okay. be given access to that. Um, uh, back then they they were promised forty acres and a mule. Right. And let me let me tell you how important forty acres and a mule was. All of the, the people who were promised forty acres and a mule, they were they were they were certified farmers. They knew how to farm the land, and what they right. were make the money that they were making for this uh, uh, masters. With, with one mule plowing that land and giving forty acres where they could grow, do you know what you could do on forty acres? Right. You could start your own farm business back in the day. So we yeah. have to now settle on what's equivalent to forty acres and a mule. See, because it doesn't make sense to us today because we're not in uh, 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 agrarian society like they were back then. We, we're not into right. agriculture and farming. But 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 what was the equivalent back then? What did forty acres? What, what did it get you back then? And then we have to consider that for today. Wow. It, what about this? What what about reparations? Could be I'm I'm given a very very low interest startup loan, okay, yeah. or even a, a startup endowment. Mm-hmm. That I don't have to pay back. Yeah. Uh, if I meet certain qualifications, yeah. uh, the question is not whether or not there should be repar- reparations. The question is should be what what are reasonable, common sense reparations. But there has to be some kind of reparation because right now that, that's the only way the black that black people as a community will get out. And don't point to the people who are rappers and singers and in entertainment and got their little businesses. There are people who are, who are getting out because they know the game. Mm-hmm. But I lived in the ghetto, man. I'm gonna tell you something. The hopelessness is as thick as fog. Wow. You can't see past the hood. Wow. And they say, "Well, how you got out? Through the military." Right. I had to. I gave the military 11 years of my life just to see a world beyond the ghetto. Mm. And they, and so the, the people who are listening, I was homeless. When I signed up for the military, the the, re, the number one reason that the military looked like a great deal to me was because I had nowhere to live. Wow. And I was here's the thing, I wasn't. You said, but people said, well, you should have gotten a job. I was working in homeless. Wow. I was going to work and had nowhere to go home to. Wow. I was sleeping wherever I could sleep, and taking showers wherever I could take shower. Whoever would be kind to me. Wow. And it, and I'm gonna tell you this right now. Here's what I believe. I believe, and and the church. You know, I always have to get the church involved because uh, I believe that anyone in the body of Christ that understands how God thinks would understand that reparations, and I think they should call it by a different name, um, and I think it, it makes more sense when they be called by the uh, more appropriate title than reparations, um, okay. because the, the bottom line is, is, is giving back to people what they've been robbed. God gave the Jews reparation when they were released from slavery. Right. The Bible says they left. They left um, Egypt with the wealth of Egypt. That was reparations for four hundred years of slavery. Wow. They did not leave empty. And so, if the Jews were given reparations, then why, why, why not African Americans? Mm. I'm sounding like a civil rights leader up in this mug. I'm like, <laughs> no, but but you know what? It's it's a necessary conversation because it. It would be different if America had not paid out reparations to other groups right? in an attempt to make them whole. 
Well, I think um, I th- Gerard. I don't think that America wants to make the African American whole. I think America, America, um, there are still a contingency of Americans that see African Americans as throwaways. Wow. I, I, it's, it's, it's the truth. Wow. They see us as throwaways. They see they see our race as as a race of throwaways. Wow. And and it's incredible to think about because. Much like, and there's, man, you can make a lot of arguments. Um, you know, they're certainly, they certainly saw the worth of what we could do, but they never saw that, they never saw us being worthy of hire, you know? Right. So let's bring them over. They're great workers. They can do all these things, but we don't have to pay them for it, you know? And I mean, just just think for those who don't believe that reparation should be uh, possible. Imagine going to work and the company makes all sorts of money off of you and they choose not to pay you. Right. Right. They choose not to pay you like this isn't a hard concept to 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 really look at. They choose not to pay you for years. So, I mean, you can easily see what the immediate effects of that would be. Like, you know, you wouldn't have a home. You wouldn't, you know, have lines of credit. You'd be homeless. But you'd be expected to come to work every day and give your absolute best. And imagine doing that for hundreds of years, for generations on top of generations. You would absolutely want your family to be cared for, right. even if you didn't get the opportunity to do that. So right. it, it amazes me that uh, there are people who feel like, no, this isn't necessary because slavery is over. Well, we're still very much living uh, under the effects. That's the word, of the, slavery. the effects of slavery. You're right. You're right. You know? And even, the, Gerard, you know, when you go into, in, into the African American communities, you'll find that there are things that are, that are wrong. Like, for example, the, the quality of care we talked about in one podcast, the quality mm-hmm. of, of medical care, um, the, yes. the quality of our schools, um, mm-hmm. the kind of police precincts. Why do we have white officers uh, policing black um, neighborhoods? Mm-hmm. That's where the abuse is coming from. A lot and a lot of white supremacists are, are slipping their way into the uh, police forces because of their hatred for blacks, and then they're getting stationed there and they mis- mis- they're mistreating us. These are d- reparations d- is not just on financial; it could include different um, um, ways to relook the go- the relationship, the society, and the government's relationship with the African American community. Um, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 like, like I said, the quality of schools is a big deal. Um, there are certain things we we don't learn. A lot of us don't learn. Like for example. Um, you know what? I was I was a grown man, had a mm-hmm. PhD before I learned um the power of having a line of credit. Sure. Do you know? I'm gonna throw this out there for somebody. Do you know that it's better to get a line of credit than to get a loan? Wow. It, it, let me tell you something. You can get a, you can get a, I'm gonna throw a number out there. You, if you if you if you have a certain amount of credit, you make a certain amount of money. You you get your mm-hmm. bills to a certain amount. You can get a line of credit for let's say ten thousand dollars, right? Okay. And you could let's say you charge um five thousand. You 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 spend five thousand dollars on your line of credit. Do you know that you literally paying hardly anything on that line of credit in terms of a monthly payment? Wow. I'm talking. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm talking about like. I'm throwing something out there. Throwing numbers out there. It depends on the interest rate. But you may pay fifteen dollars a month. What? 
on a, on a line of credit. And here's the crazy thing. Um, and the way it's set up is, um, let's say you let's say I'm using this number just because it's something that people could probably wrap their minds around. Let's say you have mm -hmm. a five, you have a ten thousand line of credit, and you, you use five thousand of it. Um, and then uh, you, you use 5000 you do whatever you have to do, and then the next income tax return you get, let's say you get a $2,000 um, uh, return, you take 500 you put it on your line of credit, that gets it down to 4500 and then mm -hmm. you keep, but your payment also goes out, let me be to $10 a month. All you're doing, you're paying, you're maintaining the interest on it or whatever the arrangement is. That's how these people are building these huge corporations with these line of credits. If you, if you save, if you have $250,000 in the bank, which is maybe a high number for some people. You could probably go in, uh, uh, and get a, a line of credit of a couple million dollars, if not $10 million, and wow. build business. That's the kind of stuff that we don't know. Reparations has to include uh, financial literacy. The most most African Americans do not encounter uh, this kind of information in on the high school or even the, uh, the freshman college year level, but uh, most white kids come out of high school knowing this stuff. Absolutely. Here's another thing too, Gerard. Counselors. When I, when I was in high school, my counselor never told me about about um um architectural opportunities in colleges. Um um the, the high paying job. They'll tell us about business mm -hmm. administration and and uh, right. cosmetics and nursing and stuff. They don't tell us about f being a physician, specialized right. physician, being an architect, AutoCAD, uh, co mm -hmm. uh, um um computer programming. They don't talk to us about that kind of stuff everywhere. Right. You have to have a very, right. a very open-minded counselor to talk about this. So reparations is not just only about money; it's about the way the government and the com and our community at large interacts with the African American community, and it does include money as well. Yeah, we need to be paid. We we need to be paid, and to your point, we not just need to be paid, but we need uh, the financial literacy resources that would allow us not to. Uh, waste that payment on a pair of shoes or a big screen TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because I think to you, what, what you've also yes. laid out is the fact that not only did we not get the money, but we also didn't get the information and the knowledge to take that $2 and make it $20 and make it $200,000. Right. Instead, we've lived our lives trying to make a proverbial dollar out of 15 cents. Right. Gerard, check this out. Let me cut you off for a second. Imagine this. Mm -hmm. you, you have $85,000 or you have access to $85,000. You will go yeah. and buy a, a Land Rover. Sure. When you could have went down the street in your community, bought a house for $70,000, took $10,000 and renovated it and used it for mm -hmm. rental property. Yeah. So instead of making yeah. a note on a Land Rover, now you 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 getting a monthly income from a house mm -hmm. you bought, and you still got five thousand dollars left in your pocket. Right, right. That's the kind of stuff that 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 um we don't know, we don't see it, and it's not common knowledge. And so and so black people, we represent a. a, a very, very important part of the economy because we, when money comes into our hand, we don't hold on to it and we don't keep it amongst us. We, we put it out there trying to pretend to give the impression that we're balling when mm. really we're not. Yeah. So we end up fueling the economy in ways that we don't need to. Right. And yeah. yet we don't benefit from it. Don't benefit from it. Um, so here's the question before we go, and that is, do we trust... Well, before I... Who would actually disseminate and distribute 
these reparations and i ask because the it is this bill is kind of working on calculating what reparations would look like and according to yahoo finance the estimates reach as high as 17 trillion dollars that sounds right (laughs) it sounds right you know but do we who disseminates this who distributes it because the same government that's finally now hearing this has taken 30 years to even examine this. And they're the same government ultimately who put us in this situation. So do we trust what our government looks like now to distribute this or would somebody else need to distribute? How should that happen? You know, uh, first of all, um, what America did back in the day was a crime against humanity. Mm-hmm. The transatlantic mm-hmm. slave trade from where I'm standing was so atrocious that I can't trace my family tree past three generations. Right. That's wow. deep. Yeah, it is. Um, so it, it, was a, it was a hate crime. It was a lot of stuff. I'll say this. I believe that while we want involvement... Um, from the our government, our government can't be the main purveyor of this. There has to be representation from the African American community. I think from the international community, mm-hmm. and it and it needs to be. I think it needs to be put to some type of tribunal, some or at least some some type of um, uh, judicial governing body, and it needs to be it needs to be treated as a crime against humanity. Because it was a crime against humanity, and America, America inherited great wealth on the backs of African slaves. And you know, and when you talk about this from a Christian standpoint, there are some Christians that listen to this, and it's like they will. They, I know when this podcast comes out, people are gonna. Uh, I have white friends that, that they become so embittered with these kind of conversations, and and it infuriates me because my thing is. You're saying you live in the lap of, of white privilege and luxury based on what your ancestors did to my ancestors. You come talking about what right. we, that, that had nothing to do with us. Us came from them. Yeah. You, your privilege yeah. came from the fact that they were so horrible to my people. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so now don't come telling me how I'm supposed to see it because I see it the way I'm supposed to see it. And, right. and, and reparations is only right. You're talking about, well, the Lord forgave you. Yes, the Lord forgave you, but you still got to pay. <laughs> wow! The right. Lord forgave you. The Lord forgave you from the sin of it. And I'm gonna tell you what, because I mean, people say, "Well, what's the mercy in that?" The mercy is that God did not turn the table and right. let my people turn around and enslave yours. Right. That's the right. mercy. That's true. The mercy is you got to hold on to your wealth. Yeah. After you, you, after you became wealthy on the back of my ancestors. Um, and I know people gonna say, "Pastor Randy, that, that was so hard." No, it's not hard. It's clear. Yeah, that, that that the argument that they're having right now about reparations is a very necessary argument to dismiss it is foolhardy, and I think also, um, as African Americans, we need to start thinking if suppose the Lord favors the, us as a community and this happens, where are you gonna blow your money on Gucci belts, mm, right? Lamborghinis and, and, and Maybach, whatever you call them. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, Maybach, yeah. what what are you going? What what is it that that um, if these things are for uh, to set you up in business and to get you out of your, your current situation, 
How are you planning to invest it? Do you know enough about investments? Have you been studying this? Are you preparing for the for the possibility that God may, may turn this thing and flip the switch and the government may agree to give some type of reparation? Suppose, so, I mean, there were years ago where, um, I think under the Bush administration, Bush, um, baby Bush, where the um, families were getting a certain amount of money in the taxes just for having a family. Right, right. Suppose, suppose a reparation is paid o- over a period of years uh, as as in a, as a tax incentive, as a be prepared for this, be be, pre- be prepared not to just blow it and not to not to just be out there bawling. Have an idea, have a vision for something. That's right. my two cents. Man, that's so good. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this concept of reparations. Um, it's certainly controversial in some circles and in others. It has been a long time coming. Definitely want to hear what you guys have to say. So hit us up via social media. Use the hashtags either on course or heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, and then H-E-A-R-T. Certainly we want to hear your thoughts. On top of that, we want you to share this podcast with friends and loved ones. Be sure to rate it, download it, and subscribe to it. And join us next time as we get on course with Heart Ramsey.